Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed. Pumped up today, excited. We're going to be talking about the Jack Daniels later on, but I got Shell here with me. Right across, I got Tyler over on the board. Miss Southern Shell, how are you doing today? I like that uh, Atlanta Braves hat you have on. Yeah, go Braves. Go Braves. You think they're going to uh, make it to the play? They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they got a thing a two two game lead right now. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> you, you don't know. You just got the hat on. Huh? Look, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> uh, a little what, crazier than usual. Yeah. What happened to your bulldogs? That's what I want to know. <laughs> We can go ahead and get that out. What happened to the, what happened to the Mississippi State Bulldogs? The Rebels put up sixty one this week. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season. Hey, we used up all that magic at uh, baseball season. I guess so. You'll take it though. You'll take a baseball championship and then sorry football season. I guess, yeah, I guess. I yeah, that. I was kind of excited. Take a mediocre about, both. <laughs> I was kind of excited about that. Uh, the new coach, Mike Lynch, last year that was his first year, and now. Well, I don't think they that wasn't their fault. It, I will say, come on Brett, now. The, Look, okay, that was a bad play. That was a bad play. But it never should have come down to that. They got the offsides too. They were cheated there too. It's all right. They should have been able to take care of Memphis without any problem. The Mighty Tigers. I, I knew that was a trouble game when I saw it on the schedule. The Tigers are good. Anytime you go to Memphis and play them, if you're an Ole Miss or Mississippi State, one of these teams right around here, even, even, UT, when they come in from Knoxville, play Memphis. But I mean, that's Memphis's big game of the year. Yeah. You know, they yeah. play all these other scrubs. They get in whatever all conference they're in now. But it. they got one, you know, that's their playoff, their, their bowl game, everything. They're, they're playing an SEC team. Mm-hmm. And nothing is better to them than to beat an SEC team to say, hey, look at us. You know, we can yep. play with these guys. I understand. I get that. I don't I know why think. these other schools go play because <laughs> they already <laughs> recruit in the Memphis area. They're not gaining anything by playing. Playing the University of Memphis, really, it's it's all to lose for them. So now it looks like look how bad Mississippi State looked oh, yeah. this year. It's like y'all lost to Memphis, and it's happened to Ole Miss several times. I don't know how many times I've seen Memphis beat Ole Miss. I'm like, man, I just I got to the point watching that game that I was like, I don't even want to watch anymore. It's just it just wasn't very good. The you didn't make it. You didn't make it through much of the old Ole Miss game with me either Saturday night. It well, rain delayed so long. I can't stay up till midnight watching football. It was football. exciting. Put some points up. <laughs> um, what else are we talking about today? So, uh, first, we're, later we're going to have um, Jeb, Jed from uh, Jack Daniels come on, talk oh, to us about. Jack is coming yep, up. Jack's coming up in October. It's actually October 8th and 9th. So. Really? Yeah. Um, so, we'll ha- talk to him a little later. But first, I wanted to talk about our week. First, we started off with Monday Night Wings. Actually, we filmed this week, too. We did. Is that going to release this week? Though? I don't know. <laughs> so we have, so in, in Hernando, this is our uh, Water Tower Festival. It's kind of like a fall town festival. It's the big one for the city of Hernando. The um, Who puts it on? Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. is the, who helps put it on. And we were asked to help them with the barbecue or cooking event side of it this year. Our first time really to help, uh, organize a contest and so we're doing a it's a rib shootout cook a steak cook some chicken wings and the kids cook all same day on this saturday and it's taking a lot more than what we anticipated (laughs) to get this together yeah we've always been on the uh, cooking side side, but we've never organized a contest we've done a lot we've done a, a cooks meeting already this week we did it different we did it 
um, kind of like a Zoom style. Had a Zoom Virtual. call. We recorded it, and the people that couldn't join us on the Zoom call, we sent that. I thought that worked really well. Yeah. We're doing a judging class tonight, I guess you call it, or a judges meeting. Mm-hmm. We're going to show the judges kind of what we're scoring on for this contest, and then we're getting all our goodie bag stuff together and going and getting all the meat because we're providing meat for the contest. And it's um, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but I think we're on top of it, and I, I think it's going to go off without a hitch. And we recorded a video Monday. We did. <laughs> Monday was so long ago. <laughs> we did record a video Monday. Um, you Where did pulled it? pork for breakfast. Oh, yes. There's still some of that in the fridge, too. Yeah. That's good. The, the, so this one was, um, I thought it went with kind of a breakfast brunch tailgating style. Because you could actually cook the butt ahead of time. Yeah, you could. And then you could go out to your tailgate or whatever, bring some warm biscuits, have everything made up. Could you, I mean, do you think it would be too hard tailgate. to do? Yeah, this is not a tailgate I don't, you, could, you, you bring a Blackstone out to your tailgate. And make you fry up some eggs. You can bring the holidays and warm it up. It wouldn't be no problem. So anyway, this was my take on Southern Eggs Benedict, basically. I took a whole pork butt. Uh, I combined uh, my sausage seasoning. You could use any. If you got a favorite sausage seasoning, use that. But I use that and brown sugar, equal parts. Put it all over that butt. Put it on the smoker. Let it go all night at 225 until the probe just fell through it. It wasn't, you know, it was super probe tender. I think the internal temperature was about 93, 94, something like that. Didn't matter because it was super soft and rendered. Then I pulled it all apart, cooked some biscuits. I cheated, cooked them in the oven instead of making them from scratch and all that. Those were grands. Yeah, you just bought frozen grands. And they were good. Southern style biscuits. The trick to those is cram them in an iron skillet. Them dudes, they ain't got nowhere to go. If you put them on a, like, it says put them on a sheet pan, you know. Let them spread out. No. Put them in. You want them granny, grandma style? Like my granny used to do it. My mom does it. Cram them in an iron skillet. Them dudes will rise up to the top of it. Make a big biscuit <laughs> skin. So I took the and you biscuit. like the bigger, fluffier, yeah, like the flatter. Fluffy cathead yeah. biscuit. Yeah. I don't want them flat ones. So I took, I found some. I was going to, I never made like tomato jelly. And I asked my mom if she could help me come up with a recipe. She makes all kinds of jellies. And I said, well, I want kind of. Not a pepper jelly, but I do want it to have like a savory note to it. It's got to be sweet because it's jelly. But I got to look at it, and you, found, you said the Kroger has some. I've never seen it. It's a private selection brand. They had tomato jelly, and then they had another one beside it that was hot pepper bacon jelly. And I said, to heck with the tomato part. I'm getting the, I'm getting the hot pepper bacon jelly. It was really good. And so we tried it, and, man, it was really good. Private selection, store brand at Kroger. I don't know where they got the recipe, but it's good. So you put that on the Buster Biscuit open, put that on it, top it with some pulled pork. And you got to fry your egg up. If you want to do a, what's a traditional, poached. like a poached egg, yeah. they put on a, a Eggs Benedict. In the South, we fry them. I fried that dude over easy. You could have done it sunny side up if that's your thing. Put it on top, whipped up a hollandaise sauce. And a lot of people are scared to make a hollandaise, but it's so easy. The hardest part on hollandaise is separating the egg or egg yeah. yolks. So you put, like, you get you a pot, put you a little bit of water on it, put it on low. You need to get it not boiling or anything. You just want warm, simmering water in there. Then you get you another pot and set on top. If you got the double boiler set up, it's easy. But if you don't, a metal bowl will work. You don't, it don't have to touch the water below it. It just needs the heat from that water coming up. And so 
you take those four egg yolks and about half a lemon and squeeze that juice in those eggs and whip them up real good till they kind of turn like a pale, palish yellow color. They're not bright yellow anymore. You put them over that heat a little bit and just start stirring them. You don't have to just whoop the crap out of them. Just stir them. And then get you a stick of melted butter that's not, you don't want it too hot. Yeah. You just slowly drizzle that in and, and whip it. Slowly drizzle it in and whip it until it comes together. It thickens up. You can start, you can tell it's getting done when you just kind of run the whisk through it and it's separated. You kind of see the bottom of the it's bowl thick, of the pot's yeah. thicker. Yeah. Take it off the heat, season it a little bit. I just threw some hot rub in it. You could put a pinch of cayenne, some black pepper, whatever you want in there, maybe a pinch of salt. And that's your hollandaise. Pour that over that fried egg. Season it with a little more. You could put chives on it or green onion if you wanted to, parsley. Top of some hot with, sauce. Yeah. It, yeah, hot sauce. That's Southern Eggs Benedict. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of hollandaise. What it's was your favorite, favorite part about it? You know what? That bacon jam surprised me. I, I ate some that just on a warm hot, biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> hot I mean, pepper bacon jam. It and went together very well. According to the, the ingredients, elements. it was like jalapeno and cayenne puree or something. Yeah. But it was good. The bacon was really wasn't good. like you know. Sometimes you get an artificial flavored bacon. It was. It had like a. It almost had that onion bacon jam flavor that I have without the onion in it. Yeah. So it was. It was. I mean, I would buy that. I would recommend trying that if you got a Kroger. You can find that private selection brand. Try it out. They don't pay me for that. It's just bad boy food. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was really good. It's good. Um, I don't know if the video will come out this week. Uh, if it doesn't, have you started it'll be editing it yet? Nope. I hadn't even wrote the recipes. I, if, <laughs> if you'd have told me we recorded this video, I'd forgot all about it. That's <laughs> this is what Thursday. Yeah. yeah, we did that four days ago. I'm on to the next stuff. So Monday After night that, we did wings. Yeah. So Monday night you did your wings. You did a Memphis dry wing this week. So That's every right. week you're doing a new Monday night wing recipe. Yeah, I'm gonna have a new recipe on Mondays for wings. I'm not saying it's gonna be in time for Monday night football because the way this works. We work cooking on, it for Monday well, yeah, night Yeah, I'm cooking it for Monday night football. So there's no way I can get it out. Yeah. So Monday, after we did our recipe, I guess I had to go to the store, get some wings, get the stuff to make that. And by 5 o'clock, I'm up here. I'm back up at the shop because we didn't even come to the shop on Monday. We yeah. just stayed at home and filmed. And we brought, uh, I bought, what, three family packs of wings, cut them up. I did cut, uh, cut these up. These up into like par- I call them party wings, but they're just separated drums yeah. and flats. And then they um, went on a rack. I let them dry a little bit. I think that's the biggest key when people are cooking wings. If you take the wings right out of the pack, or you know you're cleaning them up, you might rinse them off, and you don't get all that excess of moisture off of them. The skin's not going to turn out good. You got to get that moisture off, and then you got to get some kind of fat or oil on it. So for these, the best way to get that moisture off, if you have time, is to put them on a little raised rack and just let them hang out at room temp. If you throw them in the refrigerator for a couple hours, it works even better. The fan in your fridge kind of makes yeah, air move, yeah. dries them out. But I took, after they sit out for probably half hour or so, I melted some butter and I brushed it all on the outside of the wings. That was my fat for the skin. Then I seasoned them with hot rub. Then they went on a two-zone fire on a Weber kettle. Half the grill, you know, cool side, half the grill, hot side. And we started like 20 minutes or so. It was about 20 minutes. So up until 20 minutes, it was nothing but butter and hot hot, hot rub. rub on them. Okay. Then we started drizzling them with hot sauce. This yeah. is I've never seen you do this trick before. Yeah. Oh, it works great, though. It, I was skeptical. It was, it, it, I've done it with, you know, it's really good with sriracha. Because you can cook on sriracha and hit it with AP. Yeah. It makes a good wing. This is just hot sauce. Drizzled over it. Sprinkle it with the barbecue rub. 
let it go 15 minutes. Then flip it. Do the same thing on the other side. Flip it again. Do the same thing. It's like four flips for these wings. Yeah, and every time you're hitting them with hot, hot sauce, sauce and, and, a, de-barbecue. and de-barbecue rub. When you get through, it's one of the prettiest Memphis-style dry rub wings because the hot sauce kind of, I don't know, if it kind of melts in the rub as you're putting it on, and as the heat comes over on it, it's not too hot. It's probably about 350 degrees on the cool side, on that Weber. But it's kind of crusting it a little bit. So you get this seasoned barbecue crust on the outside. The skin's good. You're cooking them. You know, everybody says cook wings to 165. That's a minimum. I like them 195. Yeah, I want them. Because they're going to jump Especially out. Especially grilled. Gonna, the bones will jump out. You can take them and do that old umbrella trick where you push all the meat <laughs> down and just nah, get it all off. And that's what makes a good wing. And then I made some homemade blue cheese to go with it, too. Yeah. We talked about your homemade blue cheese last week. You can't beat it. Um, the thing I like about Memphis dry wings is, like, it's a caked-on type of dry rub. It's not a sauce at all on them, but it, uh, it's a real thick. Yeah. They're not. Paprika-y. A, so that was, that was dry it. Dry rub It's got, flavor. you get all the essence of the barbecue flavor. You get the grill flavor. But you get that Memphis dry rub, which is a red paprika chili powdery rub. Yeah. That's, and sweet, too, though. Yeah. Has a sweet tone, too. Yeah. So were they hot from the, that much hot sauce? No. The heat, like. I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to eat these wings. So I want to try it with, like, a ghost but, pepper sauce, Tyler. See that? Because it cooks the heat. That Cooking them that way, for some reason, cooks the heat off. Like, when I do the sriracha ones, the sriracha ones aren't hot. There's something about the way you cook cook it and letting it cook in like that. And I don't know if the meat juice is coming out, taking some of the heat off, but it's not like it wasn't hot. burn you down wing mm-hmm. at all. I wouldn't even call it. I mean, they're, they're a hot wing, but it's just by name, not by flavor. Do you feel like it's layering flavors kind of? Yeah, it's constantly doing that. Yeah. That's what's building up kind of that crust on the outside of it. It was uh, good. I like it. Um, a, ghost, a ghost wing like that would be really good. So that, what would you do? I would just use a ghost pepper hot sauce. And just a regular... The barbecue rub with it. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, I wouldn't even do the hot. I wouldn't even do the hot rub at the beginning on that one. Yeah, I'll just keep layering ghost pepper wing sauce, like that Melinda's or something like that. Yep. And then the the, the barbecue rub or yep. whatever. If you got a red rub, you like. You could use rendezvous rub. You could use Corky's rub. Any any Memphis style barbecue. Nothing rub. too salty. Not too salty. Yeah, not too salty. Red. Yep. That's the key <laughs> to give you the color and a little sweet. That's. To me, that's Memphis. Yeah, Memphis uh, is really a balanced flavors with it's, it's just it a, is. and it's a really red rub. Sometimes it's a little herby too, depending on where you go. Depending on like, I would say Rendezvous is just because they got that Greek influence, yep. but yep. like Gorky's it. Yeah, it's more pep- paprika flavored, I guess. After our Monday night wings, we've had a lot of stuff going on, but we had a photo shoot this week. Was that <laughs> Wednesday? Oh yeah, that was yesterday. Oh, down down in Senatobia, yeah. in our land. So um, our bank, I guess they're a part of a larger corporation. Does a yeah. quarterly publication like it's a quarterly land, magazine? It's the land bank. Like if you yeah. buy uh, farmland or hunting property or something like that, that's the kind of bank you use to finance it. Yeah, it's just one of those por- corporate publications. Yeah. that uh, you see all the time. I love the land bank. Those guys are good guys. <laughs> they are, but they asked us to be featured in it. And take some pictures and do that. Um, and, of course, they wanted pictures of you holding some barbecue. And, you know, of course, yeah, you want yeah. pictures of the grills and Malcolm cooking. Sure, and, I'm going to get up at yeah. 2 a.m. and cook some fresh ribs <laughs> so we can take pictures with them at 8 o'clock. Well, we had a plan. <laughs> we had a plan of cooking barbecue like we normally do. It was supposed do. to have happened last Saturday. Exactly. But the monsoons came <laughs> and it rained us out. 
So what was our, uh, when we had no time to cook barbecue and get down there with fresh barbecue on what did I do for Wednesday morning? I don't know if I want to say what I did. <laughs> I don't know if I lose my, like, get my card half pulled or something. <laughs> I lose credit. Do I lose street credit? If I, I don't know. You've never done it before. I didn't do it. I'm going to say I, I did not do it. I didn't do it. We gotta know I'm not going to own up to it. I didn't do it. I didn't go in the store and get them. That's true. I didn't I put did. them on the grill. Oh no! <laughs> All I did was take some pictures with some meat that come on a grill. That's all I did. Well, let me tell you what I did. Yeah, let me tell you. Go ahead. I want you to take the blame for this. Uh, this was not my Tuesday idea. night about eight o'clock. We're having pictures taken at what seven a.m. the next morning. Yeah. So we gotta have Michael to school, and then we gotta drive down to Sanitobia and yeah, be ready for this photo shoot. So Wednesday, Tuesday night about eight o'clock, I went into the grocery store and I bought some croaky, Corky's frozen ribs. <laughs> Straight in a box. <laughs> in a box. Like cryvacked up in sauce. <laughs> it was apple flavored. Apple flavored sauce. I do not like that apple flavored sauce. It wasn't that good. So I bought two slabs of frozen ribs. I got uh, some a sausage. Of, a box of country or two country pleasing sausages. Mm-hmm. Those were really good. Yeah. And then a box of quail. <laughs> they were right by the frozen ribs. I'd never seen them before. Quail and ribs. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, that so was what our food look. props were, right? <laughs> we so, threw them on the pit. So they opened those. You open those ribs up, and they're just smothered in sauce, and they're froze. <laughs> but we'd let you put them in the fridge, so they were yeah. thawed. And it said it took them. It said to do it. The directions were like over a charcoal grill. 15 minutes, like like seven and a half minutes to eight minutes each side, I think, and then bust up, brush them with more of that sauce that's in that package if you want. Did it come with like a little sauce pack? No. Oh. It was just smothered in all this stuff. Oh, uh, you're supposed to like just. So you just, so basically you open these ribs up and you just take them and you just sling all that crap off of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you put more barbecue seasoning on them. That's what we did. We put them on a pit. And we had the pit rolling, smoking. They stayed on there probably for. Almost an hour. Probably right for there. an hour. And then we glazed them at the end. And you would have thought they were like, <laughs> you would have thought these were like competition style ribs ready to go in the box. They look beautiful. I mean, I could pick them up. You know, they were tender, but I was holding them and we presented them. And the lady was taking pictures of me in the smoke, doctored on these porky's <laughs> ribs. <laughs> but, <laughs> I tell you, the surprise was those frozen quail. The quail were actually good, and the sausage was good, too. We took those quail and just did them with TX. Yeah. And it said it took them 15 minutes on the grill. I don't know where they get this 15 minutes. Everything frozen instructions, 15 minutes on the grill. Those quails were raw, too, weren't yeah, they? they were yeah, raw. Yeah, they still had some feathers on them. <laughs> really? <laughs> we did little spatchcock quail, and Jamie was, Jamie was there helping me. He cleaned it. He's like, man, I got all these feathers off. We can't cook them like this. I was like, I don't worry about it. <laughs> just pictures. But he picked all the feathers off and cleaned them up. Spatch, spatch cocked them out, and we seized them with TX, and we actually started those on the Traeger. And they probably went about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And then we moved them over to the stick burner pit and started glazing them with vinegar sauce. And I had to they try them. They looked really they were, they were cute. good. Yeah. I was like, I mean, they're tiny. Yeah. You know, you'd have to eat the whole box to get full on them, but you could eat, you could eat six. There's only six like, quail in a box. And each, How like much the, were they? I don't even remember. I mean, 15 bucks late. or so? I'd have to look again. I didn't even look at the pound price. for pound. They're probably pretty expensive. There ain't much to them. No, like the little leg was about an inch long, and you yeah. were 
But the ribs, oh man, they were they were not very good. Yeah, it was like bulb meat, or I don't even know how to explain it. It's flavorless. Yeah, they didn't have any. The meat didn't have any flavor itself. It, it tasted like it was cooked in that sauce in that pouch. Probably. Probably sous vide it, didn't they? You've cooked them on a gra- gas grill. Before. Had more flavor than yeah. that. Yeah, even like putting some smoke on them on the grill. It helped the appearance, but it did not help the flavor. Mm-mm. They were. They're not like the. The texture you know. was off. I wouldn't recommend them at all. No, not those. Mark said they tasted like they were crock pot cooked in a crock. Yeah, pot. if you've ever had oven cooked or crock pots, oh, yeah, ribs. But somebody thought they knew what they were doing. That's what. <laughs> like. And I guess if you didn't know, if you never had good ribs or you know barbecue, you probably would. You would think. I don't hate to think people. That's what that's what they think is good barbecue. But. <laughs> Yikes. Man. I'm from up north and I'm even offended. <laughs> have you tried them, Tyler? You need to get them and try them. Serve them to your family and see what they think. I have had Corky's like frozen uh, loaded baked potato and yeah. that was okay. Yeah. The pulled pork kind of sucked, but like. I've never had their pulled pork either. The restaurant's not bad. I, I stay away from their sauce. Though. Yeah, their sauce, I don't like their sauce. I don't like that applesauce. Their dry ribs I get are pretty dry. good. Yeah. yeah. Those little tamales are good too. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, got- the Corky, the best one of the best things on their menus are fried catfish. Yeah. Really? Heck yeah, it's really good. And you don't normally I would not be the type of person to say go to a barbecue restaurant and order catfish, but at Corky's it's an exception. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, um there. but the ribs photographed beautifully. I did. Did you take a picture of? No, I didn't. We were so uh, busy. The lady took a picture of us walking through the woods holding hands. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Which part's the bigger lie? Let's walk. <laughs> we're going on a stroll through the yeah. woods. The stroll through the woods or the holding of the hands. I don't know. <laughs> I barely even get pictures of y'all. So <laughs> who is this lady? We're going to have to take more wooded strolls. <laughs> That's what I need. In our dress up clothes. Yeah. Dress up. I didn't have dress up clothes. I don't know. Well. Camo jacket. <laughs> I was doing the part. Anyway, uh, it's about time to bring. Jeb on? Yes, so Jed's about to come on. We're going to talk the Jack here in just a couple of minutes, so we will be right back. So, Shell, it's time to talk the Jack. <laughs> Are you ready? I am. We've got our friend Jed from Jack Daniels. He's going to join us today uh, via remote. Jed, are you in Lynchburg? Good morning. Welcome to How to Barbecue Right podcast. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I am in Lynchburg. I'm actually sitting in the Bethel House. And if you can see behind me, for those who can see, those are the very first barrels poured out after Prohibition. Wow. Awesome. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm just trying to brag. That's all. <laughs> I don't guess there's any of that good hooch left, is it? <laughs> uh, I think it's been consumed. <laughs> so, uh, we're, man, it's Jack Daniels time. I know this is uh, one of the busiest times of the year for you guys up there, and uh, we're you know we're, we appreciate you coming on and, and and telling people a little bit about the Jack Daniels for those that don't know. Do you want to? We know it as the Jack. Do you want to kind of formally tell us what y'all have going on, and we'll just we'll talk about the Jack Daniels. No, it sounds good. Yeah, no, it, it, we call it the Jack as well. Uh, it is the Jack Daniels Barbecue Invitational. Um, it's held downtown right off the square. And uh, where we're talking about teams from this year, domestic, but in years past, um, international teams barbecuing, um, kind of like the World Series or the World Cup of barbecue competitions being held in Lynchburg, Tennessee. 32 years doing this. 
32. Wow. I didn't have any idea how long it would have been. I knew it would have been a lot. Uh, you know, it's one of the most – it probably is the most prestigious contest that we've ever got to take a part of. When Yeah, it's, it's when, a big deal. When you get invited oh, it's unbelievable. to go yeah. to the Jack, yeah, it's like you you stop everything and yeah. you, you load up and you go cook <laughs> at the Jack. Well, it's the best of the best coming together to, to compete against each other. So it's, do you, uh, it's a great event and environment. So how did Jack Daniels get involved with barbecue? Do you know that story? Well, it, it just kind of makes sense. In 1988, uh, we wanted a little more exposure for the town of Lynchburg and uh, putting our name on something like uh, a barbecue competition. It, it just needed to make sense. And so we've got byproduct like spent grain that we sell to the local farmers for cattle and hog feed. And uh, we have a byproduct of charcoal, which um, I use on my grill at home because we we sell that to the consumers through briquettes that they can buy at the store. So there was kind of like a, a relationship already, even though we hadn't hosted a barbecue competition, what we were actually sending out and selling was what those barbecuers or the grill guys in the backyard were using anyways. And that was briquettes or charcoal and feeding out cattle and hogs. So it just kind of made sense that we would do something like that. But uh, it was definitely a top down. So they wanted more exposure for the town and they definitely got it. Um, uh, The year before COVID hit, we saw over 30,000 people in a town that only has 600 people living in it. So it's doing pretty well. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, the times we've been, it's amazing how many people show up. I mean, it's, you talk about an experience. You haven't you haven't been to a barbecue contest until you've been to Lynchburg that weekend. And if you haven't been to Lynchburg, then you're missing out on a little piece of Americana that makes every drop of Jack Daniels for the world. We got one stoplight for the whole county. <laughs> yeah, we don't even need it, but there it is. Yeah, I, I love how you say that, a little piece of Americana, because it really is. You've got the little square right there, uh, downtown. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very quaint. It's very cute. The barrel shop. It is. Yeah. We get people from all over the U.S., big city folks who come down here and don't realize how deep in the country they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, the morning of the barbecue, there's going to be whiskey in the air and smoke in the air from those uh, chimneys that are cooking some really good meat. So I know, you know, we, you, you talked earlier about you, you did not have any international teams this year. How has COVID kind of affected the Jack? Has it, has it changed the way things are going to be? I mean, I know we didn't get to have a contest last year. Maybe you can talk about a little bit about that. Well, yeah, well, the, the restrictions are just travel restrictions. Um, we're doing everything as far as planning and preventing and cleaning and doing all this to make sure it's a, a healthy, safe environment. Uh, but some of the teams are just restricted because of countries coming into the U.S. and vice versa. So there's a, a lot of um, logistical stuff that, you know, this year we thought we'd keep it domestic. And uh, we have 70 plus teams competing this year. And that's just domestic teams. So uh, we've grown from, I don't know, 25 the first year to well over 100 consistently. Uh, up until this year. So 75 team. folks competing at that level. I mean, they're masters at their craft. Yeah. And so it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I looked at the team list. It's the best of the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always it, is. It, yeah. it really is. Um, so what's your favorite part of the event? <laughs> Eating. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a no-brainer. No, look, uh, the morning uh, 
Friday and Saturday, uh, my whole job, and, and guys, I, I have absolutely the best job in the world. Um, I'm not even sure what they'll have me doing that day, but I'll be down in the uh, the little village, which is Wiseman Park, right off the square where all the setups are going to be, the competitors are going to be working out of. And I'll be walking around seeing folks from all over the U.S. Um, and like I said, who are the best of the best and get to talk to them and hang out and maybe get a cut off of that, you know, <laughs> brisket or maybe some ribs. So, yeah, just getting to learn stuff because I, I want I want to be better at barbecuing because I think it's starting to question my manhood because of how bad I am at it. So um, <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But uh, yeah, I, I hope to, to glean some knowledge from some of these guys and gals who are cooking unbelievable cuts of meat. As long as you can show up with the whiskey, I think that yeah. <laughs> I think the barbecue won't be a problem. Yeah, I can't guarantee that uh, I'll have anything on me, but I, I I can't say I won't either. So there you go. See, that's one little known fact about the Jack. Um, where Lynchburg is, it's actually a dry county. You can't you yes, can't sir. buy or sell liquor legally, right? Is that what's what's the deal with that? All right, so I, I jokingly say we're moist or damp. All right. Uh, we can drink at home and we've always been able to drink in our homes, but uh, you just can't drink in public. Uh, a few years ago, the, the the beer board in the county decided that they were going to start issuing beer licenses. So we have beer on the square with our food, but no hard liquor sales. So we have no bars, taverns, pubs, liquor by the drink, no liquor stores in the county that makes every drop of jack for the entire planet. Wow. So can you walk around with a beer now? I would say no, but okay. I, I don't know the, the <laughs> don't realities try, on yeah. that. No, that's I mean, why risk it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I thought when we the times we've cooked the Jack, y'all always provide these awesome goodie bags for all the teams. Uh, the Jack Daniels goes out of its way to make you feel welcome. Oh, yeah. You know, they give you a lot of stuff. Well, there's always like a bottle, of, a, a pint bottle of Jack Daniels in there. And so, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the time, I remember one time we were there and I got that bottle and, you know, had a good time. The smoke's rolling, you know, drinks, you might have had a few drinks. I'm outside the trailer turning up this bottle of Jack Daniels and here comes the cops by. And I get like, I get the look. Now, oh, no, you yeah, got a stern I, I, Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, I, was, I was quickly told that I needed to go back inside wherever I came from <laughs> if I was going to do and put that in like a Yeti that. cup. They don't play. They don't play. They didn't take me to jail, oh. but. <laughs> but he warned you. Yeah, but see, what an experience. Not only did you drink in a dry county, you got locked up for drinking <laughs> in a dry county. That's true. That's, that's, it wouldn't be the that's something. So uh, could, you want to go over a little bit what's going on at the Jack this year? I know there's always, you know, the parade and they have the big party. Now. Oh, yeah. So um, since, we, since we missed last year, um, and this should be the 33rd, but it's the 32nd. Uh, Jack Daniels barbecue competition. And we're going to go all out. Um, the community is going to have arts and crafts, which if people haven't been down here, we have a lot of artisans in the area and they bring their stuff down to the square. And when you have all those people walking through, it's an opportunity for them to sell their, their arts and their crafts. And there'll be food. There's going to be food trucks and music. It's just going to be like a Definitely family event when it comes to bringing your kids down and just having a solid day out in the country. Um, the event itself will be held, like I said, about 200 yards or so right off the, the backside of the square. 
and it, it's open, which means you show up and you can walk around. Uh, there's no ticket sales, so it's free. Um, the shops will be open. We have antiques, collectibles, and uh, sweet shops, and a moon pie store, and a diamond gusset jeans shop, and Best barbecue, yeah. and we have our hardware store and barrel shops. So there's a bunch of stuff that you can do. And the tours, if you want to take one, it's only about uh, maybe a couple blocks away from the square. So you can definitely walk either to the square from the visitor center or back to the visitor center from the square. It's an easy walk. And uh, I would recommend anybody who is going to plan that weekend to come down to Lynchburg. If you want a tour with us, go online and book your tour now. Um, that way you're guaranteed an opportunity to see the distillery. Yeah, that's what But there's all we... kinds of stuff to answer your question. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great day. That's one thing we've never gotten to do is actually take the tour of the distillery. We're going to have to make a special trip, special trip just to yeah. go up there. And oh my the goodness. Distillery. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we walk you through the steel house and we'll let you put your head in the fermenter. <laughs> I mean, it's all good stuff. Hey, you, you talk about the jean place, man. Every time I go, I buy a couple of new pairs of blue jeans from the diamond gusset. Company, oh, man. there's that's Tennessee a, made. I right. mean, they're a Tennessee company making blue jeans and we've got one of the two storefronts right there on the square. It's right next to Lynchburg Cafe, right around the corner from uh, Barrel House Barbecue, and on the same side of the square as the Barbecue Caboose. I think I've hit all of them, so nobody's going to get mad at me. <laughs> Miss Mary Bobo's, that's the one we hadn't mentioned. And if you, you probably, I will you tell you that if, again, I think we might have reservations still open for Miss Mary Bobo's, but that's an experience. If uh, you're coming from outside of the South, that is Southern-style food in its <laughs> yeah. finest. Uh, and it is a reservation, especially for that weekend. Uh, most weekends are booked up, but if you can get a reservation, it's well worth it. You know, lodging's one thing, too, that if you don't have – there's no hotels in Lynchburg. You've got to stay <laughs> in a couple of these th- – so talk a little bit about the lodging. If, somebody, if people are listening to this, they're coming from out of town, want to visit Lynchburg, where would you recommend you- they try to find a place to stay? Yeah, you're not going to come to Lynchburg and see a 15-story Hyatt or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I would. I don't know it for sure, but I would guarantee that the little Lynchburg Inn that we have <laughs> is uh, completely booked up. Um, you're going to want to look in the surrounding cities. So I'll, I'll name off a few that's relatively close. You've got Shelbyville. You've got Tullahoma. You've got Winchester, Fayetteville, Okay. Uh, those are easy, maybe 30 minutes at the furthest away from us. Um, outside of that, Murfreesboro is the next big city. And uh, Nashville is still only an hour and a half away. So if you want to just spend a day or a half a day here and spend the rest of your day in Nashville, uh, it's an easy drive into town. I know a lot of people do that. It's not bad. It's not a bad. It's a real scenic drive from it Nashville. Really I was going to say, yeah, you get really quickly into the country. So it's uh, a really relaxing drive. And uh, it's a lot of countryside. Are y'all expecting a lot of uh, visitors this weekend or two weekends away? Yeah. That's that's what we're planning for. Um, we're hoping for a lot of people to come out and uh, just enjoy. I mean, I got to tell you, I was just walking around. Uh, have y'all been to Barbecue Hill? Yes. It is. All right. I, I was just up at Barbecue Hill before I came down here to do this. And, uh, man, I think it's like 60 degrees outside. 
and the sky is absolutely crystal clear blue. And uh, that's fingers crossed. That's what we're hoping for for the Jack. Yeah, yeah you know, no I've rain. Been there when it's freezing no rain. cold, I've been there. I've been there during an ice storm. We've been there. When <laughs> oh it's, my when goodness! It's hot, but you know. You can't hardly beat fall in Lynchburg. You don't know what the weather. Oh no, be. it's beautiful. But the leaves are already starting to turn, so uh, especially for that weekend, it, it should be really, really nice. Uh, the colors should be really good. But we're hoping for cool, nice weather. Uh, of course, that's what everybody wants when it comes to fairs or festivals. But uh, uh, they're still gonna they're still gonna barbecue regardless of what that weather is, whether it's raining or twenty seven degrees. And so they'll still be out there doing their stuff. Well, I hope y'all have great weather. That'll be October 8th and 9th. 8th and 9th, that's right. Um, the actual competition is on the 9th, and uh, the award ceremony will be that evening. So uh, it, it's going to be a full day. And, and there's going to be a lot of happy people because um, the purses, I mean, they, they go from your grand champion uh, all the way down to – Who's got the the prettiest grill, or who brought the fattest pig? I mean, I, I don't. There's just a lot of giveaways, so yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. Um, and just coming to the Jack is bragging rights because since it's invitational, um, it, it's extremely hard to to end up here. So uh, just being able to say that I was there is uh, a really big deal for these um, competitors. Yeah, definitely. I know it is for. Us and when we've been fortunate enough to get to go there. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but uh, do you quickly, do you want to just touch on how you get an invitation to come to the Jack? Uh, in, in years past, when it first started, there were letters sent out that the competitors had to actually respond to. Um, and it was first come, first serve. And um, we quickly found out that the people in the cities were actually getting their mail faster than those who lived in rural communities. And so it was a little unfair. And so um, a few years after, we decided to put a, uh, a time frame on the actual response. And so when we got your response back, we would put your name on a bung, which is the wooden cork that goes into the, the barrel. And then it became a lottery drawing. So you were invited. You had to be good to be invited. And then on top of that, you had to be lucky to be a participant. So, and that's still how we do it um, to this day. So, yeah, <laughs> it really is an invitation. Like you're RSVPing to a ball. Yeah. And, but if you, do you still do, if you win seven champ, grand championships in a year, you're automatically invited? Uh, you, yeah, uh, previous grand champions are automatically invited. Um, like Tuffy Stone has won three. So he's going to be here <laughs> this year. So He might yeah. win it again. Yeah, I know they take like the Memphis May champion, the Jet, the uh, the Royal, Royal uh, the Houston Livestock, yeah. um, all, all of the big, well-known KCBS, uh, you know, grand champions. They're automatically invited. They're going to get uh, an invitation to come. And then usually y'all try to make sure that there's like every state is, is included in the Jack. So they're going to send their state champion. Of a, we of do. A yeah, we, we do our best. Um, and even at that, like if you go to uh, a Memphis and May or Royal or Houston livestock, there's hundreds of competitors, you know, and we're, we're still just going to pull that one guy or gal out of the, the mix. The who best won. the best. 
Yeah, yeah the best of the best. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's real competition. I, I know that people think, you know, you're just barbecuing, um, but you're taking a poor cut of meat. I mean, if you don't cook a brisket right, you can kill somebody with it. And so, um, yeah, the, these these people are unbelievably good at their craft. Yeah. I don't know. I and, wholeheartedly agree. I know how hard it is to, to, to cook there. And it's, a, you know, when you're going up against the best, you've, you've got to do every single thing that you can to that day to, to, to get your name called. And it's, it, you know, you, you think it's all fun and games and you're having a good time because you're in Lynchburg. But man, that's some serious business there. <laughs> it is. Oh my goodness. I was I was talking to Tuffy last week and he was already splitting his wood. <laughs> Mind you, it was like three and a half weeks away and he was already splitting his wood for the event. Yeah. That's why he's won it three times. He takes it, <laughs> <Very> <laughs> he takes serious. it serious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves all yeah. those wins. He really does. Oh my goodness. Well, on a lighter note, uh, Jeff, what's your favorite Jack Daniels product? We've yeah. talked we've talked about the contest. <laughs> Let's get serious and talk about some whiskey. Oh my goodness. My favorite. Um, I've, I've got to look, I had to take my hat off. I got excited for a second. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I like anything that's got just gigantic flavors. Um, I like making drinks with our old number seven and with our gentleman Jack, but for sipping purposes, single barrel select, um, is hands down my, my favorite just sipping whiskey. I'm, I'm quickly falling in love with our rye whiskeys. Um, I, I just like big flavors. I like big beers. I like big wines. I like big cheeses. And this is what I go through when I'm doing a tasting with somebody. If you know what you like outside of whiskey, that kind of gives you a hint of what kind of whiskey. If you like white wines and brie cheese, you're looking for a lighter whiskey. Um, it's just going to land on that palate a little better uh, and it's going to be more pleasurable. But for me, any of our single barrel whiskeys uh, and we, we have some small batches that we, we sell at the visitor center. So if your, your listeners come and they want something that they can't get at home, we have what's called Tennessee tasters and uh, they're outstanding and you can only get them in the state of Tennessee. And it's even hard to get them in Tennessee, but you can pick them up at the visitor center. Uh, I, I like big flavors. I love big flavors. Me too. I always try to get a bottle of the single barrel select and they do the engraving. I don't know if the person still does that there, but you can get your name. Yeah, we're still engraving. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. you can get that done. Um, What else are we doing? I I think we were doing the the shot glass, not the shot glasses, the rock glasses, but I I think they stopped that for right now. Um, Yeah, yeah. Gentleman Jack can be engraved. Any of the single barrel whiskeys can be engraved. Um, If you've got people who are listening that love our whiskey and want something new and rare folks always go to our website we're going to send out press releases about new stuff and we do have stuff coming out this fall and next year and so it's a very exciting time to be drinking jack um, <laughs> it's always an exciting time to drink jack <laughs> hey, that's you don't know it, but that's Shell's favorite drink, Jack yeah. and Ginger, man. She orders that. Oh, if we go somewhere, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Ginger ale and, and get the strong stuff. I like uh, Burners out of Michigan. Oh yeah, yes. or uh, Ginger beer and lime is outstanding. It's a Tennessee Mule. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I like playing with my whiskey if I'm making cocktails. Yeah, that you're talking my language there. I like a Tennessee oh. Mule. And uh, if I'm drinking it straight, I'm going single barrel, though. 
Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Um, and people, um, and I've been to other distilleries, and and I get it. They they appreciate those subtle nuances of the flavor of their whiskey. But the truth is, if I bought that whiskey, you have no right to tell me how to drink my whiskey. So if I like it with Coke, I'm going to drink it with Coke, regardless of what you say. Uh, and if I want to spend 150 bucks on a Sinatra bottle and drink it with Coke. That's how I enjoy my it. personal preference. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't yeah, know and, and so nobody at Jack's going to tell you how to drink their whiskey, but that single barrel whiskey doesn't need anything with it, in my opinion. But again, if you want to mix it, have a good day. Yeah, I mean, you know, have fun. <laughs> that's exactly but, right. Well, well, man, Jeb, we appreciate you coming and visiting with us, man. Was talking about the Jack folks. You know, if y'all are going to go to Lynchburg, that's the perfect weekend to go. Go do the tour. Go see all the barbecue teams. Go get you a bottle them, from, yeah. from the visitor center. Get it engraved. And, man, that's like, like, like Jed said, that's just an amazing experience. So, man, we appreciate it. We know it's going to be a fun time up there. Oh, we're cleaning everything up and making sure all the leaves are off the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Well, good. Hey, it's good to hear from you, man. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It was super nice to meet y'all. So, are you going to make me a um, Tennessee? A Tennessee mule. mule? Heck yeah. Don't that sound good? It does. It's really good. I love a Moscow mule. I don't know if I've ever done a, a bourbon mule. Have you? Yeah, we've tried them before. Yeah, I don't remember. Quarantine. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is a quarantine. <coughs> Excuse me. Choked up. But uh, the Jack is going to be October 8th and 9th. If you are interested, go check it out. Two it, weeks. It's really a cool event. And it's not like a super crowded event. It's just. It, it really depends on the weather. Yeah. It really It's nice. It'll be crowded. But it's never it's too a, crowded. Yeah. It's never like Memphis and May crowded to me. Well, the big thing is if you don't have a room to stay there, you got to drive and you got to yeah. drive back home. It's still a fun event. There's, I mean, I guess there is cabins and VRBOs and stuff like that. We always stayed in, I think uh, Jeb mentioned it was Tullahoma. Yeah. It's like a Hampton Inn up there right by Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> Something you remember that when we would yep. go there and we go to the bar and hang out, and then we go do the contest. And it's not a bad drive. It's like fifteen. When he says it's like, I don't even think it's thirty minutes. I think it's like fifteen minutes straight shot. There's like a that. gas station up there. It's on the, I guess that would be the south side of town, the Alabama side of that highway that's going up to the Jack. That you got to stop at. They've got that white pimento cheese there. It's really it's good. The best pimento cheese, man. That's we always get it at that little. It's like a little gas station grocery. All in one shop right there in Lynchburg. That's kind of where I got my recipe. Where Stole my it. idea, yeah. Yeah. I kind of took there. Not that I had the recipe, but I tasted it and was like. Have you tried that uh, Sinatra Select before? No, but it's on my I list. Have. Steve so, brought some over yeah. to Andy's one time. We were over there sampling whiskeys, and he's like, this is the Jack Daniels at Sinatra drink or whatever. And it is. It's like 150 bucks a bottle or something like that. You don't ever see, I don't ever see it for sale. I don't know where you get it. I don't know. I bet it would have to be like Blanton's. You'd have to start search, search for it or something. It. Yeah. Um, I mean, Maybe look for a bottle, though. That's a good conversation piece. I'd like to have that. Uh, Jay could have sent us a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the wish list. <laughs> Put that on my wish list. <laughs> it's good whiskey, though. Do you, I mean, so you do drink Jack Daniels all the time. Yeah. Well, you're not always thing. a bourbon. You know, you don't have to have a Kentucky whiskey. You'll drink. You, you order Jack and Ginger. When we if I'm there. gonna mix a whiskey, if I'm out and drinking, you're gonna mix something with something. It's, it's gonna be Jack and Ginger. If I'm at regular home, regular black label yeah. standard Jack. Yep. If I'm at home, it's probably gonna be Woodford. Yeah. On the rocks. 
Yeah. You don't like the, do you drink Woodford and ginger? No. So Woodford's on the rocks. Jack's with ginger. Yep. I got you. Those are my I'm two cool go-to. But I like sampling all the different kinds. I do, too. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't have a favorite one. I you guess really don't. You like them all. If I drink, if I had to pick one, it probably would be just my my house or my well bourbon is going to be Woodford. Yeah. But I like Bullet, too. You, Bullet Rye real good. You, you have a lot of favorites. Yeah. It depends yeah. on your mood. That's my mood. Um, That's what's great about bourbon. They all taste a little bit different. Yep. And drink them over ice, too. I mean, if you want to really taste the complexity of them. I mean, it's so fine to mix them. I mix them all the time. Don't get me wrong. But uh, if you just want to sit down and enjoy the differences in them, you can tell. You can really tell after you let it. Now, straight out of the bottle, yeah. it's harder to do. But if you put it on a piece of ice and let it mellow a little bit, you can taste the differences in the bourbon. I will say this. The Jack Fire and even the Jack Apple mixed with like an uh, like an apple cider. It's that, it's that time of year, Shell. It is. Oh, I love Hot it. Hot cider time. That sounds delicious. It's really so, good. You make the apple cider and everybody can have it, you know, and then you put the jack beside it and you can doctor up the adult ones. So everybody drinks Fireball. That's like the cinnamon whiskey everybody drinks. Mm-hmm. The Jack Fire is way better than Fireball because it's not syrupy. Like you get Fireball and it's got that sugariness, almost like mm-hmm. a cinnamon syrup with some bourbon in it or something. Yeah. Jack Fire is smooth and has that cinnamon flavor. I like it a lot better. I do too. The apple, I'm, you know, the, the apple, only, the only place for it would be, to me, would be in a cider or something like that. Yeah. I'm not going to drink it with something. I'm just, I don't want apple in my whiskey like that. You drink crown peach. That's different, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just like peach, I guess. I do drink crown peach that on the rocks. smooth, though. Man, it's smooth, yeah. <laughs> you know, I need to give that jack apple a try on the rocks, then. Yeah. Because I was thinking of mixing them stuff. Whole... I've tried it a couple times. I'm just not. Let's go know. get all the jack products. And try them today. <laughs> I'm game. What time is it? Lunch? <laughs> We're doing that at noon. We can do an out the smoke on this. this. Yeah. <laughs> Try all the Jack products. No, we got a, a contest to uh, organize, organize, plan, execute. Yeah. What else is on the list? It's, t- it's I mean, we're fixing to go uh, do a judging class. Right. Um, so we're going to cook food for the judging class. So they have some food to judge. We're fixing to go do that. Um, and then we're going to organize this contest and have a good weekend, right? Have a good weekend. Deer season opens next Friday. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. We might start up a new podcast. This is about deer and deer hunting. Actually, we might. We might. All right. Well, Tyler, you got anything else, man? No. Just make sure you guys know about the app and find all of Malcolm's favorite recipes. You can find me at TikTok underscore Tyler on Instagram or TikTok Tyler on Twitter. Where can they find Malcolm, Shell? <laughs> you can find Malcolm um, at How to BBQ, right? On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. And if you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. I got to get on my TikToks. You got to get on your TikToks, man. You've slipped on TikTok. It's time. You could do Shell's Crockpot Dinners or something. <laughs> It's more like Shell's Takeout Dinners this past week. Yeah. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. And, oh, if if you're interested in checking out these awards for the Water Tower Festival, go to the shop page, and Tyler will probably go live and and host those awards this weekend at probably about 4 o'clock on Saturday. Yep. In between football games. (laughs) No, we appreciate y'all listening to us. It's always fun. We'll be back next week with another episode of How to Barbecue Right the Podcast. See y'all next time. We gone.